one of the things that I think causes so much anxiety as we're getting ready to go on vacation is, oh my gosh, I'm going to the West Coast or I'm going to the East Coast. And it can cause us so much anxiety and we haven't even packed the first bag yet. I don't know what us you're talking about. I have never once woken up and been like, yeah, I got to go to the West Coast or <laughs> I I literally, I just got a passport and it has no stamps on it. I am an embarrassment to international travel. Well, we're going to work on that. I am ready. Yes, but I have a lot of clients that do <laughs> travel all over the world. I can remember. I can, you know, because we lived in California And having to come back and visit family and thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to take us forever. About the time that I get things situated, we're going to have to come back and do it all over again. And, And I really do remember it just almost spinning out of control. And and so really when we started partnering with families, we were able to say, you know what? There's some few things that we can keep in place and make this process as easy as we can, right? Well, I mean, I always tell them that they could pack me in their bags if they'd like to. Like, where are we going? Hawaii? Excellent. I think that I have a swimsuit collection of a supermodel. I will get it ready. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. This week's episode is brought to you by Bobby Organic Infant Formula. Anything that we can do to help in your feeding journey, that is something that we're really dedicated to here at Moms on Call. And our partner at Bobby, they are also dedicated to the things that we really believe in. We want the best for brain development. We want the best for little tummies. And in this day and age, oh my goodness, we cannot have enough healthy immunity. And we want that for our babies too. And at Bobby, they're really purposeful and intentional about being able to provide the best. And they do it all over the world. We're really excited that they have offered a 10% discount. And in order to get it, get your 10% discount on your first box of Bobby with code MOMSONCALL10. That's M-O-M-S-O-N-C-A-L-L-1-0 at HiBobby.com. You'll be glad you did. Hey, Laura and Jennifer. This is Karen from Portland. We went on vacation recently and we got off schedule. Like we were three time zones away and now nobody's sleeping at all. How do we get back on track? Oh, and just as importantly, how do we avoid that the next time we go on vacation? We just can't keep doing this, right? Coming back to reality has been absolutely brutal. Thanks. I love you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for the answer. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yes, packing one of us in your suitcase (laughs) is not an option. 
Um, does make it just a little bit heavier to get wherever you're going. But we do, we have these guidelines and because we've done this, you know, with so many of our clients and two time zones, three time zones, the math can get crazy, but there are some really great and incredible encouraging things. Number one is the sunshine has some type of relationship with our sleep cycles. So when you get to the place that you're going and you land there, it's just incredible how being out in the sunshine, being outside when the sun is out in that time zone can really help reset your little inner clock and there. So we say, if you're going to be there three days or longer, just go ahead. And once you arrive, get on that new time schedule, try and spend time outside in the sun when you're there, even if it's a cooler climate. And it's amazing really what we've seen and how powerful that can be. It is. And I think, you know, just having that mindset of, okay, once we get to where we're going, getting onto that time zone there, hitting a few of your key times of day, those what we call reset points or crazy days, just try to pick a couple of those that you can kind of get things back on track. And really, Jennifer, that evening, that evening routine, if we can hit that evening routine and pick up, you know, within 30 minutes or so, then we do find that that helps so much better. But hands down, starting the day the next morning, start the day, get up, make sure that we're real intentional. I love, you know, opening blinds and singing a song and doing stretches. Yes. Even at seven o'clock. Wait, what kind of song? What song are we singing? <laughs> Come on, give me oh, just a few you know, lines. No, I am not the singer. You can so You sing are. Me. No, I am not doing it. <laughs> I think I'm you not. do karaoke. I have on good authority that you no, may I am not. do no. karaoke. No. Jim Hunter Jim, does. Jim though. Hunter is really, really good. But start the day. Be intentional. It really does help set up that day. And then by that next day, things kind of settle down a little bit. But it is tough. It's not a it's not an easy transition necessarily. But if we keep a few of those things in place, that will help. I can remember traveling from California back to to Mississippi with Allison and and having to just land and get onto the the new time zone and try to push through and barrel through because I knew if I did it for 24 48 hours things were going to be better and they were they were in about that time you're there for you know 5 6 days and then guess what time to go home but home there's an established routine at home and one of the questions i think Karen asked was you know what can we do now that we're home and i mean the minute you get home go back because all the great moms on call routines that you've established already at home are really going to kick in the sooner the better Yeah, I agree. And I think that that's one of those big things that, you know, we get back home and we are tired because vacation with kids is rarely not exhausting, right? So, (laughs) Right. Across three time zones, like the first two days you were there, everybody was like cranky pants. And then you finally got into the, you know, good routine of it. Everybody's adjusted. Now you're flying back and you have another day or so. If you do it right that minute, you do have some more crankiness. Yeah, it does. And and I think, you know, landing, getting back onto your home ground, your home turf, and really just pushing in and going back over those guidelines and really hitting your reset points. And again, that evening routine that day make sure that we're hitting it 
And then that next morning, we are getting up and no, I'm not singing, but sing a song, do some stretches, open the blinds, make sure that we're intentional with getting up because that makes a huge difference. Nauseatingly perky? Yes. Well, <laughs> be not the way that I wake up in the morning. I'm more of a no. ease into alertness kind of grunt at people for, you know, a solid 15, 20 minutes. And that's if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She speaks because she knows, but yeah, just, you know, a little perkier than you, than maybe your natural morning tendency is so, so helpful. It does. I think, you know, so many times we talk about circadian rhythms, you know, and these little ones always say, you know, that first three or four months, that's really what we're doing as mom's on call is beginning to help that circadian rhythm really come into play. It'll mature around that 12 to 16 week mark. And we want to create that foundation and begin to put those things in place. And that really is what helps so much in the sunshine and the daytime and having that starting point of the day and that ending point of the day. That's why it's just so important, even when you're at home. I love that. And it just makes me think we are helping the sunshine and we are helping the moonlight do their good work to set the foundation of sustainable schedules for everyone. Hi, my name is Rose. I'm an ER nurse in New York City. I leave home at 5.30 in the morning and return home at 8.45 p.m. I have a almost four-year-old and an eight-month-old. Both sleep with me in my bed, even though they have their own bed. And I go like a ping-pong between the both of them with breastfeeding and hugging all night long. I am tired physically and mentally. The four-year-old thinks she feels safe, and my husband believes her, and I just really need help on how to fix our routine, especially around nighttime. My mother and husband, they help, but they're pretty much pushovers, and they don't follow the closest schedule. Thank you. Love this podcast. Rose, Laura and I would just like to say that the first thing we thought when we heard this call was, <laughs> we're getting on a plane. <laughs> we, as nurses, recognizing those long shifts that you have where you're away from your kids, you know, sometimes some of what's happening at night is because that's our time with our kids. And we want to make sure that we can give you safe and sustainable sleep habits for your whole family, and that you have everything you need. So first of all, no matter what is happening in that household, these kids can sleep in their own sleep environments and sleep all night. And we have done this for years and years. But when we have family members that are kind of on different pages, one of the best ways to move forward is to have a personal consultant. Not only can she answer some of those specific questions as they apply to, you know, what's happening in the details of moving from point A to point B, but it also provides you with the support and your family with the support. And one of the things Laura and I have often discovered is in a family situation, if you have a consultant, then, well, Laura says to do it this way. So it's not like I'm trying to take over or they're trying to take over. It's my way or your way. Then it's just 
Laura's way. It's just, oh, well, but the mom's on call said this. And when it's a personal consultation and you've actually connected, then that even takes a lot more of the pressure off and, you know, just really provides you a foundation where you can move forward because you're the sweetest thing. And we want to be able to give you exactly what your heart desires. And I think this is a perfect example, Jennifer, of, you know, how much we love answering these questions and we get a ton in. You can hear the heaviness, right? You can Mm -hmm. hear the heaviness and the weight that she is carrying. And she needs much more support to move from survival to something that's sustainable and safe for the household. And I think it's so important to have a personal consultant walk that out step by step, because they do, they get to know the family as a whole, even mom who's coming in and trying and helping during the day and dad, and it gets everybody on that same page. So Rose, we want you to know that, that we know that you love this family, you love your kids, and we can work together to move to something that's more sustainable and healthy for the entire household. Thank you for all that you do as an ER nurse in New York at a time such as this. We are so thankful and we really do appreciate all that you're doing. Hi, this is Lacey. I'm from Tennessee. I have a two-year-old who's a perfect mom's on call baby. Thank you guys so much. But my three-month-old has several allergies that we're working through right now. I've cut a lot out of my diet and she needs to feel better. But for this reason, we've not done sleep training yet. Three months old, I'm getting ready to drop the swaddle. Do you think it's okay to sleep train her now with the allergies? Or should I wait? Because she does seem to feel better, but she's still showing blood in her stool. That's why I haven't done it yet. So just let me know what you guys think. Again, thank you so much for what you do. Really appreciate it in our household. Well, first of all, we are so excited to hear that your older child is doing great and sleeping well because you need a lot of extra brain space to be able to handle this three-month-old and the allergies and the blood and the stool. That's a lot. And so we just want to say, like, this is fantastic. We're glad that you have what you need to be able to address these allergies. You have a great question. You know, of course, Lacey, it's all according to kind of her health and her weight gain. If her weight is good and we're still having a little bit of residual blood in that stool, we can absolutely move forward and get her sleeping through the night. If her weight is not where we really want it to be, then I would recommend that you get with a personal consultant who can kind of tweak and navigate that carefully so that we can ensure that she's healthy and meeting those milestones of weight gain that we need her to make. And sometimes too, some of the things that happen when we're feeding in the middle of the night is, you know, that's a lot on the gastrointestinal system. So we may find that if our weight is good, that actually the nights of all night sleep are really restorative to that gastrointestinal system and, you know, may actually help improve it. But just like Laura said, we want some more information so that we make sure that we're moving forward, you know, medically with every element. We're all on the same page with the people that you, you know, use your doctors and that all of us are working together for the best outcome for the baby. Hi, my name is Lauren, and I am a first-time mom with a 17-week-old from Louisville, Kentucky. 
My question is about uh, my my recent early riser. So we have been on the mom's on call schedule since he was a newborn, and we are huge fans. My son was healthy, gaining weight, is exclusively breastfed, and has slept through the night um, about eight weeks. He was showing signs around 14, 15 weeks to move up to the new schedule. So we did that at 15 weeks. And since then, uh, along with his big developmental leaps, he has been waking up early and uh, it's it's messing up our whole schedule. I am supposed to be going back to work. And I'm hoping to be home in time for that 3 p.m. feeding, but he has been waking around 5.30 to 5.45, has been acting hungry, showing all the signs, and I need help. Thanks so much. Well, Lauren, usually this is just all part of that developmental breakthrough that we talk about, figuring out how to roll over and kind of wake at that 5.30 to 6.30 mark is pretty typical. Usually we all, even us as adults, wake up about an hour before that get-up time and we toss and turn and look at the clock and we sit up and we, you know, all of that. We just don't remember that. So a lot of this may be just some of that loud twilight sleep. And we want to try to get as close to 6.30 or a.m. or later as possible before we do that first feeding. And the biggest thing is making sure that the rest of the day stays the same. I think that's really, really important. If we do end up doing a feeding at 5.30, that we don't adjust all the other times, like, oh, okay, well then what's four hours from that or four hours from that? What we want to do is, even if you did a snack, then you're going to feed again at 7. Even if that's like two little snacks back to back. And then the next night, push it. And one of the good things, Jennifer, is, you know, make sure 7 a.m. is that kind of written in stone time, like you said, but be intentional, right? We want to open the blinds and sing a song and start the day to really help him know that this is when we're getting up and getting going. So if you do a little snack at 5.30, keep that as boring as possible. Just make it, this is a transition. And then we'll push that back. The next day, try and make it not until 5.45. And then the next day, try and make that closer to 6. And we can kind of ease back into getting as close to 7 as we can, even if we land somewhere between 6.30 and 7. That's totally fine. And keep all the other times on schedule. And you'll see that this won't last forever. Probably one or two weeks of just doing some pushback, one step forward, two steps back, three steps forward, one step back. And all of a sudden we are at the schedule by the time you need to go back to work. That's going to work for your household. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit MomsOnCall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.